Oh my gosh, that's Alex Keller. Oh man, you you really startled me. I'm Mike Harding. Well, that was the close one, because it's the Fantastic Voyage. <laughs> Welcome, everybody. It's the Filmtastic Voyage. The Listen, what? It is the 11th hour. All right. We're down to the nitty gritty. It is not. It must be time for Filmtastic Voyage. It's not 11. <laughs> well, if we're talking the 11th hour, that'd be what? 11 a.m.? I guess that's true. It will depends in general because the 11th hour probably happened billions of years ago. I'm talking figuratively. Oh, I see. Alex. Listen, we're, you know, it's like we got our. Our finger on the doomsday button. It's the 11th hour. Frieza. All right. He's going to blow up planet Namek in five minutes. Is that what happens? It's time for Filmtastic Voyage. Okay. Um, everybody, listen. This is another great episode. Great week. So much to talk about, huh, Alex? Sure. Yeah. So much to talk about. I've seen some movies. You've seen some movies. I've seen some news. You've seen some news. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Um... Now, yeah, uh, yeah uh, much like last week, everyone, this week we'll end with another very special kind of uh, reaction review to a, a certain long-anticipated film, The Incredibles 2. Oh, all a part of our film, uh, fun film, uh, fun film summer series, am I right? Fun, fun fantastic yeah, yeah, yeah. film Voyage You're summer. You're hearing it now. We're making a thing. Summer Slam. It's all part of our Summer Slam. Which probably won't continue regularly. I'm sure it will. Well, it depends. We'll keep it up. Because what, next week? Will be dinosaurs. Dinosaurs, but you got to see that. <laughs> so you said you don't want to. So I won't judge you if you don't see it. No, I'll it. see it. I'll see it. And then you got Ant-Man. It depends. Because those might actually be full-on minisodes if this is enough to talk about. It's true. Because folks, minisodes... Are actually kind of full-length episodes. Yeah. And only for things that have enough to talk about, you know. Ain't just releasing little 15-minute who-gives-a-fucks anymore. <laughs> Here's the thing, Alex. I love mini-sodes. I don't like mini-sodas. I love mini-sodas. What are you, are you talking bad about mini-sodas? <laughs> oh, that... Now, for anybody who doesn't know... Nobody knows. Uh, We used to work together. Oh, people might we know would, that. We would have lunch together every day. And what would you have every day? Well, like a mini, I have like a mini Pepsi or a mini Coke, like the little half-size Cokes. That's right. Because like a whole Coke is it's too just... much Coke. When I'm just eating a sandwich, I'm like, oh, that is a delicious sandwich. And I have like like a third of this Coke left. It's That's true. That's too much Coke. It's true. A can of soda, honestly, man, is is pretty pretty. It's a lot of soda, and it's also pretty bad for you. Yeah, it's good for parties and stuff. But if I just want just enough soda to complement this sandwich, you gotta have them little little, little, little spritzer cans. Now, have you ever? I'm not going to ask that. Um, okay, good. Uh, well, I got to now. Okay. Have you ever taken your sand? Okay. Have you ever? <laughs> have you ever taken your soda and you'd have to? <laughs> you'd have to uh, pour it into a glass. No, right? I've never done that. Well, stay stay with me. I'm sure you've porn porn. I'm sure you have poured <laughs> a soda into a glass, and yeah. then you take the sandwich. 
and you dip it, and then you eat the sandwich. Why would you ask me that question? With, with the soda flavor. No one's ever done that. I'm sure someone well, I mean, has like, done nobody... sure someone, someone in the Midwest has done that. Why the sure. Midwest? I don't know. Why would you dunk anything Nothing in soda? Nothing to do. Why would you dunk anything in any kind of like viscous, watery liquid? It happens. You dunk things and You've things You've never done thick. that? In water? Have you ever taken like a uh like like a like dinner bread, like a bread roll, and you just like dip it in like like grape juice or something? No. Oh, it's so good. Because I like butter on my bread, not fucking fruit. <laughs> I mean You don't like, put jam on a bread? I guess that but that's viscous. Whatever. That's just a word. Words are just words, Alex. Yeah, well, you should try it. Get some Welch's grape juice. No. Get like a dinner roll. I'm not gonna do that. Dip it. Oh, it's so good. <sighs> Folks, fucking you and your weird. You're not see like you're here over here lampooning and throwing throwing shade at the Midwest when Mister fucking NoCal over here is dipping bread into, into <laughs> grape juice. I have no problem with the Midwest. I've actually never been to the Midwest. Hey, you should all give me money so I can go to the Midwest. Go to Chicago. It's a it's a slamming town. That is actually number one on my list, Alex. Of That's what, number one on go? my list of places to go. Hey, Chicago. Next April, Star Wars Celebration 2019. Go to Chicago, dress up as like Admiral Piet or something. That sounds like a fucking hot mess. Really? Really? I mean, what, what I mean is like, if I want, if I want to go to Chicago, I want to go see Chicago. I don't want, I, I don't want Admiral Akbar, you know, fucking my face. Ooh, Admiral Akbar in the enslaved Leia outfit. That's a costume. Yes, it is. But hey, if you want to go to a Star Wars Celebration in Chicago. I'll go with you. Nah, how about, how about okay. that? What? Well, the thing about that is, like, I would like to go to Star Wars Celebration, but like, it'd be, you'd be hard to get into the panel, and you wouldn't be able to see the Episode Nine trailer, if oh. it, and uh, it'd probably be hot. And I also was kind of hoping I could go somewhere real around that time. Real? Like, I was thinking about taking a real trip. I haven't been. How was a trip to Chicago not a real trip? I'm like out of the country, real. Oh. Like I haven't been out of the country in a long time, man. Yeah, same here. I've been out of the out of the city and. Well, I, you know, barely been out of the city in a while either. When was the last time you were at a L.A.? Last day, last summer. Oh, okay. No, I, no, Christmas time. Okay. I went to Chicago, but that's why because I'm always you know, right. Where yeah. My family is so it doesn't really. Uh, yeah, you know. Yeah, do travel internationally? That would be great. I mean, I'm going on summer vacation this year, but just back to the Midwest, going to Missouri. Missouri? Bronson, Missouri. Oh. Branson, I know. But there's that Simpsons joke with Bronson, Missouri, and that's all I ever think about whenever I think of Branson, Missouri. <laughs> now, Alex, what's in Branson, Missouri for you? Uh, nothing, and my family reunion. Oh, okay. But mostly nothing. I feel like if there was a family reunion for me, maybe I wouldn't go. <laughs> well, that sucks that your family is that awful. You don't even like them. No, 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 no. What it is is like... Uh, the family that I know, the family that I actually have known my in my life, I mean, I see them anyways. Everybody's in the Bay Area, and I oh, just I see them during Christmas. My family is quite spread out across the country, and uh, this is just my dad's siblings. Oh, okay. And their families. All right. So, you know, just small family, and every, like literally the most spread out you could possibly be like corner, 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 Chicago, you know? So, like, it's like a star. Yeah. Anyways, Damn. enough of that, because that's it's my crazy. life. Who cares? Uh, we're talking about movies. <laughs> uh, listen, plenty of movies. Hey, Alex, uh, I, I mean, I don't know. You want me to just get into it? You want, you want me Let's to tell you what I've seen? dive in. Let's pretend this is the dog days of summer and dive into that <laughs> swimming pool so the swimming pool is movies. What makes them dog days, I'm curious? It's because it's August and all the dogs die. 
Is that a thing? <laughs> no, it's not. Because that's awful. No, it's just so hot. I don't know what a dog day is necessarily. A dog day of Maybe summer? it's like it's like really hot in August and the dogs are just barking because they won't, you know, it's really hot out. Yeah. And the like, dogs can't sweat. So well, they're just like expressing vocally their discontent. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, it's also probably when you'd be like outside and it's like 90 degrees and you're just like playing with the hose and like dogs love it when you spray them That's with hoses. That's true. Dogs do love being sprayed with stuff. And they they try to bite the water. Yeah. It's pretty fun. <laughs> Back in the summer. Well, quick aside. Man, those old dog days of summers was just me, my brother, my neighbor, and a whole pack of water balloons. Oh, Every man. day, just filling up water balloons and throwing on my local trampoline. Yeah. And jumping with a bunch of water balloons and it was good times. Jeez, that sounds like fun. Yeah, no, I, I remember those days. And my sister wasn't allowed to play with us. Why? Because she was much younger than we were. Oh, She okay. was like five years younger, so like, you know, she was a little little kid. Oh. And we're like 12, and she's like seven. That's too young to understand the sophistication of water balloons. <laughs> <laughs> but she had her own friends. Yeah. Sorry, Abby, you're cool. Hi, I've never met you. Um, Don't talk to my sister like that. <laughs> um... Alex, speaking of the dog days, um, this has nothing to do with that, but I watched a movie recently that I know you've been asking me to watch. Cujo. No. All dogs go to heaven. No. Marley and me. This has zero dogs in the movie. Me and that Skip dog or whatever that movie's called with freaking me. My dog Skip? That movie made me fucking cry, man. I remember crying at that movie. War horse, but with a dog. (laughs) War dog. War dog. Hey, no, like what Megan Levy, that war dog movie. Army dogs. Remember that what? Megan Levy with Kate Mara and she's got army dog and she's like, I love army dog and I'm going to rescue this army dog. I got, I got legal battles to find. Give me this army dog. Oh, kind of. And I was like, that movie should be called army dog. Yeah. Well, there's another army dog movie that I think came out recently where it's animated and it had just the shittiest trailer ever for it. I'm, uh, it was, my it, brow is so furrowed because I can't, I don't know what that is, but it doesn't sound good. It was showing this dog just sort of not doing anything and then it had this narrator being like this dog's so this dog's such a troublemaker and it just showed the dog smiling at the camera and wagging his tail and it's like this dog is just so funny and hilarious and then it showed this dog just not doing anything of any consequence and then the trailer ends and it's just like so the dog's in the army it's some army dog, yeah. All right, whatever. I, I actually wanted to see the movie because I'm like, this is just a weird, you know it's going to not be a good movie, but uh, yeah, I, I missed it. I would love it if the anime movie took a real serious turn and the army dog like steps on a landmine. Oh my God. Or something. And it like, you know, has to live its rest of its life missing a couple of legs. Or it's like that Metallica song one, but from a dog's perspective. Which Metallica song? Which album? Uh, I think it was the Black Album. It's that, it's that song about the guy who like loses all of his oh, arms. Oh, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Um, Same song, too. Just put that song in the movie. <laughs> Anyways, what movies did you actually see? So, I saw this movie called The Last Action Hero. Oh, no. Yeah. What a weird movie. Man, like Reddit, the place I frequent the most... <laughs> Fucking loves that movie, and they're wrong. Why do they love the movie? Well, every time I see it, I think it's one of those things where they probably liked it as a kid, and they're always like, man, that movie's before its time. The problem with The Last Action Hero is, A, opened up against Jurassic Park, so big, <laughs> big problem there, and B, 
it's way too long and runs out of its ideas like ha- like half an hour before it ends, and it's just not very good. Well, okay, this is what I'll say about it. All right, there was one half of the movie that I felt was really really hard to get through, and then there was another, well, maybe like a third of the movie that was I thought actually pretty entertaining and nice to watch. Can you guess what I liked and what I didn't like? No. Okay. Well, hey, everybody. Would you um, like the part where they go into the real world again with Charles Dance and he shoots that guy? And he's like, I committed a crime. That part's great. Yeah. So Charles Dance is great in general. For everybody that hasn't seen the movie, this is basically what it is. This kid loves Arnold Schwarzenegger movies. And he's like, oh, God, I watch them. I just watch every single one of them. Right? So Gee then, whiz. So then this, like, plump, older, fun-loving uh, theater owner is like, hey, I got this random magic magic ticket it's a golden ticket and i never did anything with it so you should right so then the kid has this thing in his pocket and then he goes into the movie world he goes into an arnold schwarzenegger brand action movie right now the problem is is this world that he's in now doesn't make any fucking sense i know i've complained about i hate when people move things need rules and when the movie world doesn't have rules, when it's like, it's both one movie and then also every movie. You choose one, goddammit. There's Humphrey Bogart and a cartoon cat in the movie. And what doesn't make sense is, okay, this is a kid going into a movie. Yeah. A movie. This is a movie world. It's not Roger Rabbit. It's not uh, whatever, Lego movie or whatever. It's not cross-franchise shit. It's it's a kid going into a movie, and it could have been it could have been clever if it wasn't so bad. Yeah, I know. And and so like yeah, so he goes to the police station, and then for some reason there's like a cartoon cat. <laughs> there's a cartoon detective cat <laughs> in this movie for no reason. And then I think Humphrey Bogart, right? Yeah, from like the like, Maltese Falcon or yeah, something. And, yeah. And uh, so whatever. So then a bunch of like really lame ass action movie stuff happens because this movie is is not it's they're in an action movie. That's just like the worst action movie. But what what is the good part of the movie? And I think they should have focused more on this. And this should have been the movie is when Charles Dance, the main villain, goes back into the real world. And then Arnold Schwarzenegger and the and this really annoying kid have to go back into the real world and stop them. Yeah, like, they think they spend too much time in this fake movie place and not enough time in the... Like, they should have been, like, second act is, like, half that, half real world, you know? Yeah. Or something like that. The movie, I think, is a little overlong. Like, again, it runs out of ideas it's like a lot. It's, over two hours long. I know. It's ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, like, action movies can be over... Like, it's like, how long is it? Do you have a runtime? It's it's two hours and 11 minutes long. It's way too long for this kind of movie. Like it should have been like eight, like it should have been a hundred and ten minutes tops. Yes, I agree. Um, so yeah, this came out in ninety three. Yeah, and also I thought it was kind of weird where like Ian McKellen shows up as, de- as death. It just it's it, like that part's kind of weird. That part was weird, but I I was into it. I liked it, but like I again, was it was it. like a lot of it felt like a lot of things just being thrown around. It didn't feel yes. like it really like was thoughtful. It didn't have like kind of like setup and payoff. It was more just like and then this and then this and then this. Right. And I don't know. I thought yeah, it would have been a lot funnier to sort of have like this really 
it, it could have been a much better satire where it sort of deconstructs what it's like to be like a the tired sequel and like you know I'm in Jack Slater five or whatever where it's like you know I've run out of I've run out of um, like family members because they all were you know I've, I've run out of people to avenge and like like funny things like that. And then to bring them in the real world where it's like, I got shot in the shoulder. Oh, fuck. I can't move my arm anymore. Right. Like, that'd be kind of funny. But, like, the movie kind of does that, but also kind of doesn't. It, it it starts to get into that, and then it stops. Yeah. And, like, the one, one of the cool things I thought was, like, so Arnold Schwarzenegger meets up with this kid's mom. And then, and then like, it's the morning after, right? Mm-hmm. And, and the kid's like, ah, did you bang my mom or whatever he says? And Arnold's like... Arnold's like no, we just we just talked all night, and it was just really nice. I've never actually just sat and talked to a woman before. Mm. I was like, huh, that's like a smart, that's like smart writing. I yeah. don't know, that's pretty cool. Um, if we're talking about movies that you could uh, easily remake and make a better movie, uh, totally Dwayne last the action Rock hero, Dwayne the Rock Johnson, the or new, yeah. you know Vin Diesel or whatever, right? Terry Crews, Terry Crews, <laughs> yeah, Terry Crews. I honestly, if I was to cast anybody, it would probably be Vin Diesel. Only because he has zero, like, he's like 100% serious, I right? Think, I think he lacks the comedic timing, though, to get, like, the satire down, though, I feel. I can't imagine him kind of being like, oh, my God, I got shot in the arm, and now my arm is broken forever. Oh, wackety-schmackety-doo. You know? That's true, yeah. He hasn't done much recently, huh? In those fucking Fast and Furious movies, you think you're kidding me? Well, there's about? those, he but was how... in the Last Wish Hunter, he was in uh, that was a few years the ago. Riddick, uh, that was a few years ago. I think, well, I mean, like, wait, he was Groot, oh, yeah, in two recent Groot. movies. It's Groot, yeah. uh, I mean, like, but that's like you know, a couple days in the in the recording, booth. right? Here's a um, hundred dollars for you for more than a hundred saying I, I am Groot. Um, <laughs> no, I feel like he's been in something else, it doesn't matter, he's goon fine, yeah. Um, but I guess that's, I mean, that's really all I have to say about that movie. It was just, it was so nineties. It was just a big juicy slice of nineties. Like, I feel like the action also wasn't particularly memorable. Even no. though it was a John McTiernan movie. I can't remember like any like good action set pieces from it. It had none. It had nothing. Yeah, it had some, but they were just sort of like nothing out of like, you know, because it was John McTiernan, right? Am I making that up? It was, uh, yeah, it was John. I mean, McTiernan. like he did, you know, Predator and Die Hard and all, right. and Die Hard Three and all these classic action movies. And this one was just sort of like I don't know what happened, but like everything just sort of lacks any kind of punch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you'll be happy to know it's all-time domestic gross. <laughs> it ranks one thousand six hundred and fifty-three. So this movie did pretty well. It was actually a big bomb. <laughs> it wasn't a big bomb. But it was a bomb. So you open up against Jurassic Park, like I said. Production budget eighty five million. Uh, uh, combined uh, gross was one hundred thirty seven. Yeah, but like million. You so always, not a great success. No. Also, you I remember generally speaking, double the budget for marketing. Right. Yeah. So. Oh, for marketing. Yeah. Plus, they had to buy that sweet Alice in Chains song. I mean, that probably, which was in yeah. the movie for the first twenty seconds. It counts. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, like, that's why, like, even though the solo movie made a lot of money, it probably cost upwards of $500 million total. Oh, yeah. So, you know, yeah. It's not going to make a lot. Um, but we don't need to talk about Star Wars. No. Did you watch anything else? Well, um, 
Yes, I did. <gasps> I saw another movie in theaters, which I really enjoyed, but the internet is really shitting on. Um, and that movie is called Hotel Artemis. No. Oh. Yeah. How was it? I actually saw that the night after Ocean's 8. So take that. Oh. Double feature weekend. Am I right? Uh, I like those. Hotel Artemis, I think it was like... It was a uh, it was a passably fun entertaining movie. It, it, it there was definitely a lot of stuff in it that was like, eh, you know, like at best I think uh, like my okay my girlfriend described it best. She's like, this is like a great Netflix movie. Mm. If this was on Netflix, people would like it. Netflix doesn't have any of those. No, they don't. <laughs> um, I, you know, I thought Jodie Foster was great. I thought she um, was pretty great. A Sterling K. Brown, who's like this rising star. I thought he was he was great. Uh, How's Charles Day? He was fine. He was fine. You know the thing about Charlie Day is uh, there are moments in movies where he seems to overact. Hmm. I feel. I mean, he's a comedic actor, so. Well, what I mean is like because like I I, I feel like Always Sunny is like a very specific brand of overacting where people are shouting and going crazy all the time. I feel like when you put him in a feature film, it's harder for him to 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 pull it off. Yeah, I think it's it's kind of his brand as the sort of manic character, and so if you know, I've yeah, I yet yet to see him branch out really from that kind of role, which I hope he does. Yeah, yeah, but it also had uh, oh, fuck the guy that played Dave uh, Batista. Yeah, Dave Batista had the Mummy Girl. She was great. Sophia Batella. Yeah, and it, her name is. you know it had um. Quite a bit of people. Jeff Fun. Goldblum. Jeff Goldblum, another one. Oh, it had the Spock guy, the new Spock Zachary guy. Quinto. Yeah, Quinto, that guy. Quinto. Uh, so that was fun. Yeah, I mean, it, you know, if if for anything else, it was great seeing kind of like this cast interact because they're all they're all really fun. Yeah, so. fun cast. Yeah, that's good. I mean, like, yeah, maybe if it was on Netflix, I'll check it out. But I didn't. It seemed like the movie. I first of all, I didn't hear about it until like a week before it came out. Same here. Which is weird because usually things don't escape my radar. Right. Um, so I'm like, huh, where'd this come from? And then um, I was just like, yeah, it looks pretty fun. But like the reviews were like, it's okay. And I'm like, mm. the, the reviews are pretty polarizing, to be honest. I do like the premise, though. I don't know if you want me to tell you the I premise. I mean, I know the premise. It's basically John Wick, but different. See, that's what I thought it was. I mean, it's like a hotel. It's also a hospital, right? It's a hotel, and that, that's it's what a I hotel thought it was. that is a hospital. It's not about that. Well, it is about that, but there's more to it than I that. I mean, it's less of a John Wicky kind of action movie. I think it's just like a secret hospital, basically. I'm just going to say it because... <laughs> All right, whatever. Uh, you know, I, this is not a big spoiler, but this takes place, I think, like 10 years in the future. Okay. And these, there's the throughout the movie, this is basically kind of in real time, but there's just this horrible riot going on through L.A., and it's sort of like making its way through L.A., right? So... Hmm. There's all these criminals that are like getting caught up in that, and then so they have to come to this criminal hospital. Oh, cool! Which is like I thought some cool, just little yeah, a little, subtext, you a little know, bit of world building. Yeah, it's always yeah. fun. So fun, fun, good movie. Cool. You know, I saw another. I saw a movie recently. What's that? Involving hotels and crime and stuff. Really? I was bored one day, and I was like, I'm gonna dust off an old classic, and I <laughs> dust this one off. <laughs> Because I haven't seen this movie in what feels like maybe eight years. And uh, I watched The Matrix. Really? That's a fucking good movie, man. The first one? Yeah. 
Yeah. I was the. I was thinking that movie seems like it's almost not forgotten, but like, people don't really talk about that movie that much anymore. Do you think the sequels kind of brought it down? Well, like, I know legacy down because people still mention the Matrix, but when I see things like, oh man, like talk about like the best this that and the other thing, the Matrix is usually often not mentioned like anymore. There, well, okay, so here's the thing, and you'll have to sort of cor- corroborate this. Mm-hmm. Um, there's two things with the Matrix. I remember at the time when the two sequels came out, even at the time, people were like, "Yeah, the Matrix is over." I'm not into it anymore. Mm-hmm. That's what I remember just personally is people being like, the first one was great. The other two were awful. Uh, the second one is good, but it relies on the third one. And the third one not being good really does damage yeah. to the second one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like the second one has some problems. The second one has a really out of place and off-putting orgy sequence. And then it also has yeah. a real, it's, its philosophy is a lot more ham-fisted and its action choreography is a lot less impactful. I find right. some of the parts where people are just sort of like I, the hits don't feel like they hit sometimes. Well, and I, I think generally speaking, the plot for the first movie is just this very concise, well thought out thing. Mm-hmm. And then when you get to two and three, it's almost like they lost a lot of focus in what they're doing. Yeah. The more actually think about the second one, the second one has that whole agent Smith fight, which is kind of cool, but also nonsense. And then everything involving the mayor of Indian is just so dumb. Yeah. I could not even, yeah. And the third one just gets even worse. Third one, I honestly speaking, I don't even re- really remember the third one. I've only seen the third one once. There's a Zion fight sequence, which is, eh, it's like, okay. And then, like, there's a lot of Matrix stuff. And in the end, it ends with a Dragon Ball Z fight. Yeah. Yeah. I was not a fan of I like of that. ideas they go to. I think the, the, the sequels probably would have, like, it, I can't say who knows for sure, but I. Wonder if Agent Smith would have been better left off just being the one-time villain in the first movie and oh, not coming I, back. I absolutely agree with that. I I thought it was a mistake bringing him back because it, like it's cool that he's like a virus now, but like you could probably have like another better interesting villain be a virus too. I mean like Agent well, Smith is awesome, but like I think I think the, that those two movies kind of damage Agent Smith as a villain because like Agent Smith just in that one movie, one of the best cinematic villains ever. And oh, then, yeah. like, now he's, like, kind of, like, this cartoon character because of these other two movies. Oh, no, I absolutely agree. And then, like, why would Agent Smith have that sort of agency in the Matrix? Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, okay. Well, because, like, the whole, there's a whole thing where, like, Neo blew him up and then he became, like, part of Neo or whatever. They explain it, but it's just this convoluted, like, okay, yeah, whatever. And then he gets yeah. into the real world and they hire that actor that does a pretty okay Hugo Weaving impression in the third movie and he blinds Neo. Wait. What, Remember, there's again? a part in the second and the, and the second movie, Agent Smith turn like escapes the matrix in the form of some dude oh and then he's, yeah and the guy just like kind of like sashays around and he blinds neo but neo is like i don't need eyes motherfucker and just like kills yeah him. yeah it's like yeah whatever it's uh i don't know it, i i it's almost like you could see where like the wakowski i i think wakowski's wakowski right the wakowski siblings you could almost kind of tell like maybe they just had a very good idea with that first movie and then suddenly, you know, I, it, a, a lot, they've had a lot of misses. They are very all. indulgent directors and I like them a lot for that. Actually. That's a great word. To, uh, indulgent is, is, is great. Every one of their movies is super indulgent. And, yeah. um, generally speaking, I love speed racer, speed rate. Okay. Matrix speed racer. And to a certain extent, cloud Atlas. I like a lot. I really enjoy cloud Atlas when I saw it. I have to see why I watched it again. And I like, 
what they are trying to do with Jupiter Ascending. <laughs> I like like the whole design of it, but that didn't quite work. Yeah. Um, I never saw Sensei. Definitely won't because uh, I don't watch TV. Um, and I've also heard nothing but kind of it's, whatever. I tried, it. dude. I got maybe three episodes in, and I was just like, I. I can't do this. And uh, like I just, you know, I want to keep making stuff because they're just so interesting. Their stuff is just so interesting. But uh, yeah, but like uh, I think like it was the movies. I'm sure they were those two movies were the movies they wanted to make. Which movies? The Matrix two and three. Oh, it was like much more them than I the feel first like, one. No, I mean like I'm sure I think all of them were them, but I think the first one was so tight that like you know they did it. it that it worked, and I think the second one they were like, let's like you know, let's really crack this egg open and really explore it like for all it's worth. And I think that's where they might have gone wrong. I don't know, but I'm sure that they were. I, I'm sure it was their vision, and they did what they wanted. Yeah, yeah. Now, okay. So then, this brings me to my second thing with the Matrix, and you're gonna have to, uh, you know, either confirm or deny. Uh, it's a little bit. It. Uh, is a little bit dated. I was actually going to bring that up. That movie is so 1999. It is. It makes it kind of difficult to like, I can't imagine 10, 20 years from now, like being like, oh, you know, hey, little kid, let's watch The Matrix. <laughs> and they're going to be like, you know, it's like kind of like, it'd be like showing someone like nowadays, showing someone like Dirty Harry, where it's like, it's a good movie, but it's kind of 70s. Yeah, yeah. Or something it's like a that. Product. You know, like a it's real definitely seventies movie nowadays. Seventies scape. Yeah, very seventies yeah. like look and feel like the trench coats and the sunglasses and the stuff. Like I think also it didn't help that the Mar- the Matrix was parodied to death and back, which kind of you know, it's like that Seinfeld isn't funny syndrome where it's been lampoon <laughs> parodied and like ripped off so much that the original yeah. loses its impact. Right. Although, but then again, it might loop around where like, you know, in ten years you show a kid the Matrix or something and like because that stuff has become too too passe and dumb, where it becomes cool again because like it's been oh. like forgotten, you know. You know uh, that whole period in time was a very odd time for American culture. Like, and I think a lot of people don't really even think about it. Like, from like ninety eight to like two thousand two or something to nine eleven. When like, well, yeah, but I, I guess specifically what I'm saying is like in terms of music. Like, um, I know, I know the Matrix had, like, you know, he, doesn't he go, well, doesn't he go to, like, a, bless you, thank you, doesn't he go to some, like, club, and it's, like, playing, like, Rob Zombie music yeah, and shit, like, burr, da, burr, da, burr, right, and, that song and nowadays, if you were to watch that, you're just, like, what cartoon fucking world is this? I find it kind of works, I mean, the song ends with a Rage Against the Machine song, too. right, it works, yeah. it works in the contest, it's very, like, cyberpunk, very, like, you know, angry music and all that kind of stuff, it works very well for what it is, but, like, again, it is kind of dated, but not too dated, it doesn't. It's not like look at this this silly fucking you know 1999 movie. It's just like this is what cyberpunk 1999 was. Yeah, I'm just gonna have to deal with it. Yeah, I think it definitely. Um, I mean, I'm having a I'm having trouble comparing it to something, but you know, I I think it's it's sort of on the same level as like maybe like cultural impact speaking. I think it's probably on the same level as like. Uh, I don't know, not Blade. I was gonna say Blade Runner, but that's not true. Um, it's become it's become niche. I think. I kind of it kind of yeah, it kind of is, it's sort of aesthetic is kind of crawling back into sort of niche. I think nowadays. Yeah, I think Blade Runner had the sort of 
both cyberpunk movies, so they're pretty apt comparison, I suppose. One's more noir, and that, that cyberpunk aesthetic has sort of always been there. And right. like, I think The Matrix is a sort of grungy underground machinery kind of thing in the real world, and then it's also kind of business stuff. Like, those have their places, but at the same time, I don't know, you don't really see it as as called back to as much. Right. Um, speaking of the visuals, one thing I noticed is that, like, the visuals hold up fairly pretty well, but they are kind of dated in that they're just a little blurry. Like, the textures oh. are a little blurry, and I'm sure they were, like, rendered at, like, 1K because, you know, computers <laughs> couldn't render things back then. So, just a little blurry, but, like, because I watched it on Blu-ray. Yeah, it yeah. It looks good, but, yeah, that's, but, like, overall, it looks pretty great still. I, I remember it holding up, and, of course, I'd have to see it again. I remember in Reloaded, Matrix Reloaded, I remember there was a lot of stuff that did not hold up as well. The Agent Smiths look awful. Yeah. I, I like, remember all the. I remember the Matrix Reloaded. I remember specifically being like, "Wow, like machinery, like thing, like gears and machines and stuff look awesome, but yeah. they still can't get people right." Like I remember no. thinking that in two thousand three. Do you feel like I, maybe the machine looks like garbage nowadays? Because that you know I get tricked sometimes back you know when you see things like that. Anyways, do you feel like there was a certain time where they did start getting people down? Uh, well, like a I year mean, or a, or a movie? I mean, or? they say like Gollum doesn't count. Because Gollum is not a human, uh-huh. and Avatar doesn't count because Avatar isn't human. Avatar's close, I'd say. Avatar is the biggest leap uh-huh. in terms of the photorealistic humanoid. Um, I mean, we still haven't gotten people down. I really. guess, I guess not, huh? No, but like we, there, it background people, you can do CG and no one will blink an eye. It's right. Really dumb. It's very reasonable nowadays. Yeah. I mean, um, you know, even like Thor Ragnarok, there was that whole scene where Hela was fighting all those guards, and I was like, that is definitely not a human doing that I right there. I think it's more there. of a weight thing than a... Yeah. It's yeah. weight and movement than anything else. Right. You know, you start to get a little floaty, and it's like, oh, that's not a human. Yeah. Like, even Black Panther had some of that. Oh, Black Panther had a lot of that. Yeah. The whole fight scene at the end was very floaty. Right. Um, that's, you know, it's a good fight scene, but... You know, it was a, it was it, it it worked. I it's that fight scene, that final fight scene, right, uh-huh. where it's the two of them fighting underground. It's not my favorite, you know, but it worked. No, it was more. I liked it. You know, I liked the aftermath more than the fight yes. scene itself. The aftermath's great. Yes. Uh, did you see that Creed two trailer with Michael B. Jordan? I did. He's gonna fight some Drago again. Yeah, that's. Uh, I like that. Uh, I'll see it. You Hopefully know. he kills him and it's like a big old like it's like poetry now that's not a it's like poetry because well, like ivan drago killed oh. his dad so he's gonna kill ivan drago's son yeah he breaks his neck are they gonna have now that's uh dolph lundgren yeah, right? he'll, he'll be in the movie he's in there i think so I'm, oh i think he makes an appearance now okay so creed 2 i got a question for you yeah we'll talk about them we'll come back to the matrix in a bit speaking of Black Panther and, and Creed and now Creed 2. That's not going to be a, a Coogler joint, right? No. Who is directing Creed 2? Look it up right now. Um, the director is Stephen Capel? Stephen Capel Jr. What has he done? He has done... Okay, he's done some TV stuff. Uh, the Land, I've never heard of that. Uh okay, it looks like he's he's kind of a newcomer. Well, I mean, like I That's mean, Creed fine, was Ryan Coogler's That's first fine. big, that was a uh, big think, budget movie, right? Yeah, and, he did Fruitvale Station before that, which is right. a movie film, and that was his first movie. Was Man, Fruitvale I gotta Station. watch Fruitvale Station. I don't even Same wanna, here. I don't wanna. I 
I'm kind of, I, I, yeah, I should see that movie too. I don't know. I know what it's about. And I don't want to. It's just, you know, what, what's weird for that movie for me is just like, you know, I, of course, I wasn't there to see it, but like, you know, you know the story, right? I was on BART that night going back. And no, I, I had not heard the story. Oh, okay. Yeah. We went to, you know, you were I, at, you were at Fruitvale Station? Yeah. Well, no, we weren't at Fruitvale Station, but what I mean is like, we were, were we were heading out of the city around the same time that this whole thing happened. So it must have happened like right after our train or something. I don't know. Mm. It was right around the same time. And, you know, that's just, yes, yes, it was, that was a sad, man, that was a while ago now. It seems like that happened not too long ago. Anyways, but yes, very tragic story. Uh, I hear the movie's good, so. Yep, and I'll see it eventually. Yeah. It's, you know, I don't know. Anyway... So the my the thing about the Matrix that really grabbed me this one is like what just a, well first of all that chase sequence at the end goddamn I can never why I, every time I watch that movie that chase sequence like the most thrilling fucking thing I've ever seen in my life where oh. they run through the city and all the agents are just like popping up around him and chasing him yeah yeah like every time it gets my blood pumping yeah and then the Matrix like like watching it as like an adult who's been through the you know been through the ringer. <laughs> basically, you know, I've worked in Hollywood for, you know, half a dozen years now and like, you know, been creative for longer than that. And it's like, wow, what an inspired movie. What a fucking I know. cool mashup. What a like a just like we're going to take fucking like Neuromancer-esque cyberpunk shit and we're going to smush it together with all this anime and like we're going to make this cool movie. It's like what an awesome, just brilliant move. It's just, like super inspiring and super cool that they were just able to make this thing you know, just they took all the things they love and they smush it together. And it's like, that's awesome. And I love it when movies do that. Where they take two disparate kind of, disparate but similar elements. And they combine yeah. together to make something even better. It's like taking, it's like, it's like taking, you know, bread and frosting and you got a cake. Yeah. <laughs> bread and frosting? It's a bad, or, or bread and, and, and chocolate and then you got cookies. That's probably better. Because both cause no one eats frosting by itself. Right. No, I totally agree. I mean, you know, if, if if for nothing else, I feel like this movie was sort of, um, it didn't feel like it was factory made, you mm-hmm. know? It didn't feel like it was, like it had the budget of a movie that should have been factory, like, you know, boardroom produced, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, it, it, you know, it felt like they had made this movie just basically, yeah, like you said, like a really inspired idea and it didn't have to go through all this fucking market testing and shit you know and so lucky that ended up the way it did because like you know originally they were like hey will smith you want to be neo hey sean connery you want to be morpheus and it's like what an awful movie that would have been not no offense to sean connery or will smith because they're fantastic but they just wouldn't they just don't fit the vision that they had i guess you know like uh keanu reeves is like perfect for that role i could picture sean connery I yeah. could picture Sean Connery. It would be different, but I could picture I could Sean pick, Connery. Like, the problem is I feel like he wouldn't take it seriously. The Matrix. <laughs> oh, you're in the Matrix. You know, it just like he, he feels like... Do you know computers? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> like, Lawrence Fishburne's so good in that he just sort of like, you know, owns the screen. Oh, like, sure. Like, you believe him. But I feel Sean Connery would have been like, it's Sean Connery talking about computers. I don't think he even knows what he's talking about. Well, here's the thing I would say is if it... Let's say if it was Will Smith and Sean Connery, these two in this movie... The movie, they, they, I feel like they would have overshadowed the movie more. I feel like the movie would have been more akin to like something like The Rock. Or something. Of Sean it, it would, it's like all of a sudden, it, I feel the movie would be more about them than the high concept, right? Yeah. It's like, 
But with Keanu Reeves, you know, who really is an empty vessel in most of his movies, and like Morpheus, who's a you know a masterful actor, but he's like he's playing it subtle, right? Like mm-hmm. he can play a subtle kind of like he's, he's a part of yeah. this big concept, and he's just a little working part of it, right? Mm-hmm. I think it's better that they had a cast that was less cartoonish, mm-hmm. you know, that could serve that high concept. Yeah, and um, the one thing also we rewatched, I was like. Like, Carrie Moss is really cool, but then I was like, the whole, like, at the very end, like, oh, by the way, Neo, I love you. It's like, oh, it's kind of dumb. It was, yeah. It kind of doesn't, yeah. like, I, as a kid, I'm like, oh, that really works. It's like one of the the good, ver- the good, you know, love, tri- uh, uh, you know, no. third wheel love stories in, in these kind of movies. And while we were watching, I'm like, it does work, but only just, and it's still not great. It, no, it, 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 they didn't. They it does have, come. It they, comes out of nowhere, really. They didn't have any chemistry, like in all three of those movies. I felt like they didn't have any chemistry. I think they have some chemistry, but their chemistry in that they're like two quiet people. They have chemistry together, you know. Well, and like they feel th- like comfortable around each other, but like they're not like making quips or nothing. They just kind of yeah. And with the Wachowski siblings, I feel like that is a criticism that I have personally: is their characters are not characters. In, in uh, like Neo, actually, I think is a great character. Like he grows. He says, "Are oh, you an arc from going from the sort of shy, kind of quiet hacker who's like you know not really action oriented to being the fucking Jesus Christ almost?" Well, sure, he's like enigmatic, right? Like he's mysterious or whatever. He, or not he's really. like he's like. Well, what I mean is like he's quiet. He's not like he's a very introverted person. Like so he can. You know, yeah, I agree. That works He's for had him. He's a really great journey. But what know. happens when you have two of those or three of those on screen, like with Carrie Ann Moss, I feel like her personality is too much like his. Kind of. And same with Morpheus to a certain extent where it's like, couldn't they have him like tell a joke or something? You well, know? they got the fun side character. You got Mouse and all those guys making quips right. and telling jokes and, and i he, think that's what balances out that yeah. first movie you got the more well i mean like the other two guys that no one ever remembers they're not much but like mouse and cypher and you know the, the, that gang they're fun yeah yeah um so like that's not I, I wouldn't call it problematic but it definitely isn't as like and it works because carrie and maso is like the whole movie she's like giving keanu reeves fuck eyes which helps <laughs> so it's like not out of nowhere but um right you know it's just like it's whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I that is one of the weaker elements of the movie. Um, and then also there's you know I got to bring this up because this is sort of like a problem I have with the movie is just there's the scene that's like super cool that has the Chemical Brothers music where they go into this building and they start fucking shooting everybody, and it's like man. Do they have to kill the security guards? They have yeah, to, they you do. know. Do they though? They're I, enemies. They'll, they'll turn to agents. It's kind of the whole thing. I don't know. I, I have a very philosophical problem with, uh, with I mean, that like, that particular scene where it's just like, okay, they wanted to make a cool scene, and that's why they have this big shootout, and that you know, and yeah, I don't. They kind of they make a point to establish early on that everyone in the Matrix may not even want to leave the Matrix, and they are enemies, whether they like it or not. Well, what I would love for them to have done instead is just have those people already have turned into the agents. No, you of can't beat an agent. Though. That's the, the thing that they already established. Isn't you've, oh, you they, can't beat an agent? Yeah, man. You got to watch that movie. Like, if an agent shows up, unless you're really lucky, you are fucked. Oh, that's right. Okay. That's, and then that was the whole thing where he, yeah, okay. I got you. So that's why they do that thing. They kill all those guys so they can't turn to agents. The agent's like, oh, shit. You know. Whatever. You know, I think it works. 
I think it works. Too. That scene, though, by the way, speaking of which, um, was the hot shit. And like nowadays, after like you know, fifteen, twenty, uh, almost twenty years of action movie developments, that isn't nearly as cool and awesome as it used to be. Well, you know, in a in a in, yeah. in that kind of Seinfeld isn't funny thing, as I said before. It's like I've seen a lot. I've seen action movies. Action movies have come a long way since '99. So like you know, yeah. the cool sci-fi like mind bending, super cool shit, like jumping off walls and stuff. It's kind of been done and done better. Um. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, granted, it's been a while since I've seen that scene, but it's yeah, it's not bad. It's not bad. It's actually still it's still great, but like it's just it's just like watching it. It's just like I'm not like, whoa, it's still so fucking cool. It's like yeah, that's a good scene, you know. But I'm not like right. Like you know, it's not like something like Doctor Strange where it's like you know jumping off of like crystal walls and like weird sure. fractal stuff, or I'm like not even like, like Inception or right? Inception or like yeah, like the hallway scene Inception still, which is better. fantastic, and also like. When you find out that that all, all that movie was practical or whatever, so was the Matrix. That scene, there, you know, a bunch of fucking shit blowing off the walls and stuff. That's true. Yeah, I mean, I watched that. The watching that scene would give me a little anxiety. I'm like, man, if they fucked this up, they had to like rebuild this whole fucking set, all this foam that went everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, speaking of mashups, reminds me of another great mashup which I watched also, which was a fucking like also just a genius inspired mashup. Let's take superheroes. And James Bond, and we'll smoosh them together, and we got The Incredibles. Oh, okay. The first one. The first one, which yes. I thought, like, that was a movie I also hadn't seen in, like, eight years. Maybe ten years. I haven't seen that movie in forever. And so, like, Incredibles 2 was coming out last weekend, and I'm like, well, oh, why don't I give this a old rewatch? Yeah. And so I did, and that movie's so fucking good. Incredibles is probably, uh, it's it's, for me, it's, like, second to... Wally, which is my favorite. Yeah, it's a top two. I said, I, yeah. I, at the movie finished, I turned to my girlfriend, like, that's a top two Pixar movie. <laughs> that movie's even better than I remember actually watching it again. I mean, honestly, dude, I, th- the interesting thing about Incredibles is like, you know, it, there's so much to say about it. Mm-hmm. And I also want to talk about Incredibles too. We'll get to it. We'll just do but, a quick, quick. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, I mean, like, again, there's not, it's like, Everything that's to say about it has already been said, really, but yeah. I just, like, I don't know, like, nothing, like, rewatching, I didn't, like, learn anything new or discover anything new or feel anything different. I just more or less just reminded just how airtight and fucking yeah. well done that movie. I guess the thing that struck me the most now, having, I get, like, like The Matrix, having, you know, a, a decade of sort of film theory under my belt, mm-hmm. is just how well made it is. Like, it's totally. well shot, like... And learning, I read it like a behind the scenes. Apparently, that movie, like Brad Bird, was like, "We're gonna make this like it's a real movie. It doesn't feel like an animated movie. It feels like a real movie. It feels like a real action movie." The first one, yeah, yes. And uh, apparently, Brad Bird was like, "We're gonna make this like a real movie. So we're gonna have all these like apparently it's like four times the amount of sets uh, compared to any other Pixar movie. And it's like even just like it doesn't matter if we only see it once. We're building the set because it's like a real movie, and it feels like that, and it's so good. Totally. I mean, here's the thing. Incredibles came out at a time where I think Pixar was rapidly expanding their brand. And I think... Ratatouille expanding. Never mind. <laughs> uh, but it was it was sort of like, you know, okay, so Toy Story was a big smash hit. Bugs Life. Toy Story 2. Toy Story 2 Monsters, Inc. Monsters, Inc. And then Finding Nemo, mm-hmm. right? So it was pretty... What it, a it was, streak. It was still Pixar in its infancy. And I think they were still really expanding. And up to that point, they had had nothing but hits, I think, mm-hmm. right? And so what is interesting about the first movie, that first Incredibles movie, is I feel like 
it's a Pixar movie that we would only ever see once. Well, it's Brad Bird's movie that he made with Pixar. Right. And 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 but I guess what I'm saying is like and and I I don't want to segue into into two just yet, but Yeah, and I have things to say about one still. Um I think it was just it came out at this perfect time where Pixar was still like, well, let's see what works. Let's see what our voice is. Let's see if like killing people is is a good idea. Let's see if uh treating something more serious or treating it like you said like more like live action or whatever. You know, let's let's see what works, right? I don't know if that was Pixar doing that. I like again, I think it was just they say it hey, was just Brad, Brad Bird. Bird. I hear you're looking to make an Incredibles movie. We we're Pixar. We've you know, we we've hung out in the past. We got all these computers. Why don't you come make it with us? And now he did and that's what it was. I don't well, know sure. if that's the way it went, but it doesn't seem it doesn't feel like it's Pixar making the movie. It feels like Brad Bird made the movie. But what I'm saying is technically on paper, this is a you know, it yeah. is a Pixar movie. Yeah. Right. So but yeah. Uh yeah. Uh it was definitely them flexing their muscles though. I mean, like all the fucking tech they had to build to make the fucking thing. Totally. All the sims and shit. And it looks alright still. I think it holds up. It holds up, but like, you know. They're- just barely. <laughs> I mean, there's there's definitely been improvements. Yeah. Like, I saw some side-by-side comparison of, you know, some of the shots in the new movie compared to some of the shots in the old movie. And, like, there's a there's a sizable difference, yeah. for sure. Like, the old one works because it's just very well stylized and all that stuff. So, yeah. like, it, it, doesn't, it, ha- it doesn't age at all, but it is, like, you know, just, you can imagine it slipping very slightly. Sure. Thankfully, it was just well done. Um, yeah. But the thing that struck me the most is, like, I re- distinctly remember the 2005... Academy Awards. This movie was nominated for like four awards. I didn't know that. And it won. I know, and I remember distinctly that night. It won. I think it was best sound, sound, sound editing. Oh, okay. Because, because uh, it had like the awesome ships with like the shink, 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 you know, the little oh, knife, yeah. knife planes. So it won those two, and I was like, I remember thinking back then, like, damn, anime movies don't get, get don't get no respect. Well, Except, and this one did. And I looked it up because I was like, what else was it nominated for? And it was the other sound category. And best fucking original screenplay for an animated movie. Can you believe that? That is crazy. And what I'm curious about is how come it didn't win best animated picture? It did. I'm talking. That one's so obvious. I didn't. I skipped over it. Wait, hold on. Incredibles won best animated picture? Oh, yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. That's great. That's uh, Brad well, Bird is des- deservedly so. Jesus, Brad Bird won that. He won Rad Two. He's two for two for his animated features from Pixar. Yeah, um, we'll see if he's three for three. We'll find out next year. Yes. Um. Anyway, so Incredibles is great. It's a great movie. Now, The Incredibles Two. The Incredibles Two. It's full spoilers. Incredibles Two discussion. That's right, everybody. We're talking spoilers. Uh, you know, so plug your ears. Incredibles Two. Alex, what? What's your what's your hot take? Oh, a hot take? Oh, jeez. <laughs> or just uh, a regular take? What oh, what do oh, you think? Oh, a regular take. The Incredibles two is almost as good as The Incredibles one. Agreed. There's uh one thing that I think two mostly two or three subjective things I think that hold it back for me personally. I I, I don't really want to call them objective things because they're not uh-huh. um necessarily the thing. I mentioned last episode, and I was saving it for this episode, is, man, I feel, and the more I see it, the more I feel this, animated movies as of, as of like, the last, like, five to ten years have a real villain problem. Yeah. Ever since, like, the first Incredibles, maybe, that was the last, I mean, like, Rattlesnake Jake, I guess, was the last great animated movie villain I can think of, because every animated movie from Rango, 
No, no, I know that. Yeah. So, like, I'm trying to think. So, the great villains of animated movies since then, I can't really think of them because almost every animated movie's villain has been a gotcha. What a twist! I'm actually the villain. <laughs> Fucking Frozen, Wreck It Ralph. I'm just thinking of Disney right now. Um, kind of, sort of. Moana does that a little bit. Moana doesn't really have much of a primary no. villain, though. Yeah. Um, I mean, How I Train Your Dragons 2's villain is nobody, so who cares about yeah. him? I'm trying to think of like other big moves. Like, I'm just trying to think of villains I can remember. I've never seen those Despicable Me movies. They got probably villains, but like, no, yeah, I don't yeah, think that's yeah. the point of the movies. Um, but yeah, like most movies these days are just sort of like, ta-da, I'm the villain, what, what, what a twist. Right. And no, it, it feels cheap, and it, it's starting to annoy me. I, I, You know what I think it is? is I, I honestly think it's there's something there where it's like, you know, I, I don't know if it's it's like because, I mean, whether you whether you whether we like it or not, animated films, they're for families. They're for kids. They're for families. For everyone. For quote unquote everyone. A good for animated movie right? for everyone. Yeah. But that's the thing is, like, I think there's probably some shift in, in mentality where it's like, well, you know, maybe oh, maybe Hero six. That was another one. Sorry. Any continue. Right. Um, maybe we don't want like a really harsh villain in our film maybe you know what i mean maybe we don't want like a really like intense villain in this film tangled had a pretty good villain but like good villains stuff people fucking love scar people love fucking love ursula people love those old disney villains totally yeah i think the problem well the biggest problem with the the sudden third you know middle of the second or end of the second act tada villain is that they don't have any time to like you don't get to know who they are as characters a and b they don't have any time to chew the scenery yeah no, I agree. I think like the, this for the Incredibles two, the villain. I also fall. This, I think this is this is a fault of the movie. I think was super obvious from the very beginning. Yes, because they filmed yes. the characters introduced. It's like, hi, I'm the main. I'm Guy, and here's my sister. And she's always like in the shadows, and always, she barely talks, and she barely has a character, which means like that's like, and she's also framed kind of you know, just off to the side, which is like a the I, the movie is visually telling me that she's the villain. And she's also on the, on on paper on in the script. You don't get to learn anything about her, barely. Right. So which means they're saving it until till the third act when she's the villain. I was actually when they reveal the twist, mm-hmm. when they reveal the villain and all that. I was actually kind of disappointed. I, like I was, I was like, wait, really? Oh, Zootopia is another one that does the twist villain. Uh, like it's like yeah. a whole thing. Anyways, continue. Well, that whole thing, yeah. Um, I mean, like, they don't not work, but they just, like, it's just recurring, and the recurrence is what's starting to, to wear thin. But anyways, please I, I Well, I won't go into Zootopia in the third act of that, but um, the, the problem I have, uh, honestly, is, like, no, I, I agree with you. Like, there was, their twist was basically no twist, and I felt like that was, I don't want to call it lazy writing because it's not a bad movie, but it was pretty, like, Hey guys, you could have given me something a little bit more than 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 this because it's like there's only so many characters we see in the entire movie. The, like the list of suspects for this person to be is like zero, right? It was either it was either the big businessman Bob Odenkirk, which was like it was either him, or it was either it was him her. or it was, uh, his sister. I think it's kind of funny because uh, for the whole, I thought she was actually for the movie. I thought she was R- Rashida Jones. Was like, well, that's weird. Wasn't she the writer of Toy Story Four who quit because Pixar was so sexist? And then there was, apparently it's Kathleen Keener. So like they sound exactly the same to me. I guess. Oh, interesting. Um. Anyways, but like, yeah, it was just 
it was either her or him, and it was more obviously her because he's like, man, superheroes were great. And she was like, actually, I thought heroes were kind of a waste of time. And she's like, he's like, shut the fuck up. Well, and that's what's weird is like, <laughs> um, it, they, they, it's like, yeah, the foreshadowing there, I thought for sure they were going to reverse it or something, right? I thought for sure it was going to be him that was going to be like, well, actually, this, this, and that. But they literally just did make it yeah. the sister that was not fond of superheroes because her parents got killed because the superheroes didn't say whatever. Yeah. It was just Fine literally... Fine motivation, by the way. No, I mean, like, it's good. Sure, it's a, yeah, it's, it, yeah. It, it, it works, but... Um, Very so, Lex okay. luthor if you think about it. Yeah. So, okay, so that was one... You said three things, I believe, right? So there's uh, that. There's that. The second thing... Is very personal, and I'm. I guess I'm glad they didn't do this because it probably would have been a retread of the first one. But I'm missing that James Bond man, missing that Bond influence, missing that Bond oh, island, yeah. missing. And I guess this goes into the third point too. I'm missing like the henchmen. I want more people to fucking die. Well, and then okay, so so then I'll go into to my stuff because there that connects directly to what you're saying. The first movie, I was like, man, this is really ambitious because there's themes in here that are very. Like this is like a film that you you look at as an adult and you're like, damn, this is for kids. Like the henchmen. There's so many henchmen that got killed. And in the movie, the mom explains to the kids, like, listen, if you don't kill these henchmen, they're gonna kill you. And that's how life is. I realized actually I did get some rewatching the Incredibles the first one. I realized that their suits are all bulletproof, so they're in a lot less danger than I remember. Well, sure. But, but that not, still was a thing. It still like, was, but I just remember being like, Oh man, if they get shot once, they're done for, and then I remember realized because I'm stupid, even though I've seen the movie a dozen times, like, oh, right, they're bulletproof suits. They established that early on. Right. Anyways. Yeah, and then um, uh, another another thing that uh, my girlfriend actually pointed out that I agree with is in the first movie, it seems like they're working as a team. Like, they're using their powers in tandem to do different things. Mm-hmm. Like, there's the part, for example, where the mom sort of forms a boat and then, like, the son is, like, using his yeah. feet to paddle and stuff. I this movie didn't really have much of that. Um, it had enough. I think it it didn't feel too disjointed. It, you know, it didn't have like any like Fantastic Four combos, I guess. But it didn't feel like they were all just on their own. And some pretty sick fight scenes when for the one on one characters. They're like with a you know Void. She was in her and oh Violet. yeah, that was a pretty cool scene. Yeah, yeah. And of course, you know, I I felt like uh, just in general, I feel like the first movie was touching upon some really, like, grown-up themes. Like, I think the first movie was basically like, hey, here's this guy. He's he's a dad now. Uh, he hates his job. And then all of a sudden, like, this midlife crisis kind of, like, fantasy land comes back into his life, and, like, he's able to sort of to relive his younger years as this superhero. Mm-hmm. But then, like, at the cost of betraying the trust of his wife yeah betraying the trust of his family and like this movie didn't go that this movie didn't go nearly that deep with with anything i mean it was more i get it was about like him trying to be like you know his struggling with knowing the right thing to do when there is no right answer and that kind of stuff and i appreciate that and also you know the whole you know there was some some things but yeah it doesn't go nearly as deep there's no like that moment in the first movie where Mr. Incredible's like, you know, it's like, I'm not strong enough. I can't lose you again. Like, that will get me every time. And this movie totally. had, didn't have quite anything like that. No, no. I mean, it was it was a it was a movie that was a lot more fun. Like, even the fighting was like, I think in the first movie, it, the, the fighting was a lot more like. Perilous and serious and like 
dark. Mm-hmm. And in this movie, it was like, okay, well, the baby's fighting a raccoon, which is like great fun. Yeah, I thought that was a great scene. That was probably the 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 scene that stole the the show. Right? Was the was the baby fighting the raccoon? I guess so. I mean, like, I liked a lot. Of, I think. Well, I don't know. For some reason, the scene that that sticks in my mind right now is that scene where they go to that diner. And that was fun I don't too, know yeah. why, but I like that scene a lot. That was a fun, that was a fun, funny scene too. You know, it was a lot of fun. This movie was a lot of fun, mm. but in doing so, I felt like that's why it is second to the quality of the, the first, like the first movie is like this fucking, like it has this big footnote in history. It has like a big legacy. It's like something that people, you know, yeah, will remember for a long time. And I think the, the sequel, okay. This is what I compare it to, and it's not saying that it's the same qualities, but there's like Ghostbusters 1 and Ghostbusters 2. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, you know, even though this Incredibles 2 is not like Ghostbusters 2, it's a lot better than Ghostbusters 2, obviously, but that's sort of the takeaway I got from it was like, if we're talking like the difference between the first and the second movie, like the first movie, the Ghostbusters are smoking cigarettes. The first movie, you know, there's the blowjob ghost. <laughs> You know, there's there's like it's adults being adults. They're cussing and swearing and doing all this stuff that like basically, you know, uh-huh. and then and then later down the line, like they make Ghostbusters 2, which I think is like the one that you would show your kids. And it's the one that like is not as like hard boiled, you know, or is it like uh Magic Mike and Magic Mike XXL, or one's like a serious drama, the other one's just a bunch of hot dudes. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think that's an after comparison either. I think this one is the same quality as the first one, the same like just you know good shit, but because it doesn't go as deep as you say, right? And uh, and that kind of stuff, and the villain's not as good. Uh, it sort of just be just just becomes like it's like a it's a second you know a yeah. second place, but not far behind. Yeah, worthy sequel, if anything else. Definitely, you know, like a, it's it's everything that you would hope a sequel if would be. If it wasn't following The Incredibles 1, it would be, like, fucking brilliant, you know? Yeah. Well, like, I don't know. Like, I can't, like, imagine yeah. a movie like this without having to compare itself to the first one. You'd be like, wow, that was, like, the best animated movie I've seen in years or something. Even though Coco was really Maybe. 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 Probably not. But, um, I, um, also, I remember thinking, like, when the trailers were coming out, that was, like, like I don't know if this is a story that needs telling, you know. But I think after seeing this movie, it's a story that I feel like the story was worth telling because it kind of like, like because I at the end of the first movie, you know, superheroes are still legal, and at the end of this one, they aren't. It's like, oh yeah, that's something that's worth explaining and worth kind of like putting a pin on that, you know. Because uh, I think the first one leaves it open enough that like you know, oh they they could come back, the superheroes are back, and I think everyone like the 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 general enthusiasm of, of the civilians in that movie kind of sort of have a sense that that's going to happen eventually, but this one like makes it official. And I, I feel like that's probably like, if this is, if this were, you know, like I kind of like sequels, I feel it's like that star Wars thing where it's like, these are like pieces, important moments of a, of a fictional history. And I feel like uh-huh. the second one earns its place as this, this, this moment of last when superheroes came back, you know? And so that's why there's the story deserve, that needs, that deserves telling, you know? Yeah. 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 I, you know, maybe this is where I think you and I would disagree a little bit. I, like, I don't think this movie didn't, I don't think this movie shouldn't have been made because, you know, it definitely is a good movie and everything. I think if they had never made a follow up to it, I'd also be fine. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Same, same. 
I think now that this movie's been made, they shouldn't wait another 14 years to make another one. Well, uh, I think it'd be great if they just made a third one five years from now or something. You know, like, why not? Why yeah, not make a third one? It would be one really now? great. I you just know? like, I feel bad because Brad Bird, I feel like. I hope like he didn't feel or like anyone told him that he flunked out a lot of action because that first mi- that Mission Impossible Four I thought's fucking great. It was, still might yeah. be the best one. And then like Tomorrowland ain't good, but I don't f- I feel that's more of the writing's fault than his fault because the uh-huh. like you know that script. Like I'm not I'm not gonna say Damon, Lind- Damon Lindelof is a bad writer, but I think that that script was just like a little misguided. Oh, just a little all over the place. Still never saw it. I heard it's it was. Worth, it's worth seeing just to sort of be like, wow, that was that was something. Um, but uh, I don't think it's Brad Bird's fault. And I hope he didn't like. I hope he wasn't kicked off of live action to go back to doing animated films, which would suck because I think he's a really great director. Well, I mean, there is a possibility that yeah, like that that probably you know there is a possibility, right? That Maybe he just wasn't getting live action work after that, right? Maybe. I mean, like, I hope he hasn't given up though, because you know, I, th- I, I, he's honest- a great animated director though, so it's like a win-win. He is a great it's a win-win for everyone. Director. I, yeah. just, you know, I just don't want him to feel like he lost. Cause what I, what I would love for him to do, honestly, is keep doing animated stuff, and even, even more so, what I'd love for him to do is maybe like get out of, you know, maybe try something else other than Pixar, right? Maybe try, maybe. Try his sensibilities well, elsewhere. Well, he made the, one, the Iron Giant, so. Well, that's what I mean. And that, that was a great movie, right? But what I what I mean is, like, when was the last time he's made an animated movie that wasn't Pixar? Well, I feel like he's got so much pull at Pixar that they're not going to give him any pushback. Yeah, I suppose. All I'm saying is there's a Pixar brand. And also, yeah. And, like, yeah, the, Brad, Bird, I th- Brad Bird, I think, is bigger than that. I think he's, like, he could do other stuff. I, don't, I think Pixar, well, maybe nowadays they might have a brand, but I feel like Pixar's brand is sort of, like, whatever we want to make, we make, and you're, you know, like, they don't, maybe they do, but it's a little subtle, but I feel like, generally speaking, Pixar's movies are a lot more disparate and varied than, say, like, a DreamWorks or even a Walt Disney. Well, uh, yes. No, I agree. They go places that those other companies won't, but there's also a lot of places that uniformly all feature film doesn't go, right? And I mean, just getting back into the the first Incredibles movie with like all the violence and death and adult themes and stuff, that's the sort of thing I feel like we don't see really any of. You know, I mean, even like with Pixar, like, yeah, they do deal with death, but nowadays, like with Coco, I think it's in a very like, you know, a very whimsical. I don't know. Coco's pretty dark. That fucking guy gets gets murdered. Yes, but what I'm saying with is like a, by a guy with like a face. Not like they're not a bunch of faceless goons. It's a character that you you come to know and love, and then he fucking kills somebody. Right. That's pretty dark. It is dark. Yeah. I don't know. Or that part in in uh, fucking Inside Out, which you know, it's about like fucking depression and being. Depressed. Oh, we've talked about and you're wrong. Inside Out. Hey, Inside Out's great. I'm not saying Inside Out's bad, but this is a perfect example. I'm glad you brought that up because I know I've said this before, but how great would it be if... Not. It wouldn't be great. Do you even know what I'm going to say? It's the same thing you said last time, if it is. Inside Out, dealing with someone that has like really fucking... Like like someone that is like really dealing with depression. You know what I'm saying? Well, you know, like the problem with that... (laughs) Is that depression by you know because you move somewhere is really relatable, and well, that's sure. far more interesting and impactful. Being like, oh man, I'm like this is like a new chapter in my life. 
that's a real bummer, man. I think everyone in the whole world almost can relate to that. And that's why it's a very impactful and powerful movie as opposed to being like, oh, man, I'm fucking schizophrenic. No, oh, no, 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 no. I'm not talking about that. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about like, what if it's someone getting divorced or like, what if it's someone losing their job or like, it's you know It's the same what I mean? kind of thing. It doesn't really matter. It, like, it's being moving and it's the same kind of thing. It's still... It's yeah. It's mis- yeah. the joy is now gone from your brain. That's still what the movie would be about, regardless of the circumstances. I I understand that. I, what what I'm saying is specifically like seeing that through an adult's eyes, right, as opposed to a kid's eyes. There's a lot of things you could deal with in your brain with an adult that I think you can't with a kid. I don't, I don't think it'd be like any different. Sex, what drugs. Kind of, yeah, but why would you want to watch an, a movie like? about characters in their head and emotions dealing with sex and drugs. Like it's like it, the themes are universal. Because you don't have things, to make them specific, but those things are relatable too. Yeah. But like you're going too specific. That's not, it's not any less specific. It's that's, no, not that's any, much more specific. That's not any more specific than you're, just what asking, was you're like out. one of those people who wants an R rated star Wars movie. So you no, can see a bunch of tits and no, people getting their heads cut off. Hey, that's actually a hundred percent. Not true. I don't think star Wars should go. I'm R's. just saying that's what it feels like. I'm just saying in this particular case, like Inside Out's not bad. It's a good movie. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying when I saw it, I thought to myself, I would love to have seen what what this would have been like if it was like an adult going through a different set of circumstances. And That's I all. still stipulate it would be pretty much the same kind of thing. It would be the same kind of thing, but I think but but this gets back to what I'm saying is like you know, ah, uh, well, anyways, Alex, we can agree to disagree. That's totally fine. Um, I honestly don't know how to explain exactly what I'm trying to say. Why don't but, you write a blog post about it? Maybe, maybe. Um, yeah. What's your problem with the Zootopia villain? Oh, no, I just, no, it wasn't the villain necessarily. It, um, with Zootopia, I thought like the movie started out, and most of the movie was great because it was it was kind of touching on these. You know, I, I felt like again it was like a pretty ambitious way of like, hey, this person's moving to a city, like there's like some uh, interesting sort of themes and issues with like diversity and like racism and stuff like that. It was sort of like an allegory for that. And it was touching on that. Not about racism. Not about, it's about racism. Prejudice. Well, prejudice. Sorry, because I really get annoying people. Like the movie's about racism. It's not about racism. It's about prejudice. It's about judging people for their looks. Okay, it's not well, about the system. You know, it's a different whole thing. Okay. Well, anyways, okay then. Yes, I agree with you. Uh, I just it bummed me out when it would when it turned into something where like the predators were being was like mind controlled. <laughs> and then the predator shows up. No, 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 but you know the predatory animals, right? It's like they're mind controlled or something. Yeah. There was like some something, I forget they were what it shot was. With a dart. Yes, and I thought like, man, I guess yeah. I just felt like okay, here's this thing that just ta da! Like now we're in fantasy land. I don't and, know. Like, I thought they did. They pulled it off because they actually show it being made and they show the conspiracy behind it. It wasn't just a sudden thing. Well, that's what I mean, though, is like I just I felt like uh, I felt like the stuff that was in the rest of the movie that was sort of like commenting on, you know, prejudice, prejudice. Uh, yeah, I, 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 discrimination. Right. It, yeah. it was a movie about like it was touching on some discrimination stuff, themes, 
But then when it got to that part, it was like it sort of left that and then it went into kind of like pure fantasy. And that's it. I mean, that's all. I guess. Yeah. I don't really. Yeah. I guess. I don't know. Whatever. I mean, I don't know how else you would end the movie. Uh, you know what I mean? But I don't know. I just I just wasn't a huge fan of it. That's all. So. OK. Like, I, I, I can't quite picture what you're saying, but I guess it makes sense because you're saying it. <laughs> <laughs> well, as long as I'm saying it, Alex. Mm-hmm. Um, what would you rate the Incredibles? Do, do yeah. Um, I would say. Wow, I hadn't really even thought about it. I think like an eight point five out of ten. I'd give it four stars out of four. Out of four, it's still a great movie. Wow, I mean, like, oh, I mean, touch on it. The action in this movie is fucking great. That scene, yeah, with the with the fucking the screen slaver and that fight scene. That scene is like the, one of the most visually interesting fight scenes I've seen in quite some time. Yeah, yeah. No, that was that was awesome. When, you, when she gets locked up in that room, right? yeah, and, and they like, like yeah, yeah. No, that was great. That was real cool. I'm sure it didn't help. I've seen some people with epilepsy and other you know visual based problems probably didn't appreciate it. But uh, well, there's there's rules that you have to follow to make sure that that doesn't happen to people. Like the media does, or the people with epilepsy have to follow rules. No, no, no. Uh, people making films and stuff. There's, there's like a whole standards and practice. Okay, thing. so it passed, so it's not going to give anyone seizures, I guess. Right. It it's that, it? Yeah. Okay. But still, it's. I can admit. Yeah. It's still flickering lights. Still hurt their head sometimes. Yes. Not, not so much. Me, but. I me guess, neither. I mean, like. It's still unpleasant. I'm not like. Every time it's like a, a strobe light in a movie or something, I'll always be like, I'm just gonna look away for a second and I'm back. Yeah. Yeah. If um, I remember if I remember correctly, it actually has to something has to if it's like a flickering thing, it has to have like it's either three or four frames of that thing on like of it being there. You know what I mean? Like it can't just be like one frame of it there and then not and then oh, the, you know see. what I mean? Uh-huh. Like it has to be like spaced like three or four frames. Because apparently that oh so wait so it's like not a one flame fr- flame flicker it's like a flicker on 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 threes or fours yes oh I see yeah like uh, that episode of Pokemon that got banned right that I've never seen that's uh, hey it's that's that's the one that started it all one of two episodes I know that got banned of Pokemon yeah one involved that and one involved James of Jesse and James wearing a pair of fake boobs oh that's right yeah which got banned for the most obvious of reasons. Because boobs. Well, yeah. I think he was also playing with them. <laughs> yeah. So, never saw that episode either. What was the last episode of Pokemon I watched, I wonder? I've never seen a full episode of Pokemon. Well, you missed a good time. That's what I, I suppose. Hear. I never got that. I, I'm trying to think. I think it's when they introduced that egg. Was it Togepi? Togepi? Whatever it's Oh, name Togepi, is. yeah. I was like, I, what, uh, by that point, I was on the way out. Yeah, I hear the show is still going, but it's completely different now. Oh, I'm sure. I mean, like, like the style's different. Yeah, I'm sure. And how can you keep it going? Yeah. Uh oh, hey man, Did huh. you know that new Smash Bros. Uh, it has all the characters. Every single character, even Pichu, everyone's least favorite character, Pichu's yeah. coming back. Still no Waluigi. There's a whole uproar about, hey, how come Waluigi's not in this? He might be. They fucking added Ridley to the game finally. Did I ever tell you that that was the first bullshit video game rumor I ever heard? Was, Ridley's gonna be in the new one. Yeah, Ridley's gonna be in the Holy new one, man. Shit. Which is awesome because the first I remember being at like summer camp, 1998 or whatever the fuck year it was, 
And like some kids, like, hey man, did you know in fucking Super Smash Bros. If you get hit, well, you gotta do, man. Here's how, here's how it works, man. So if you get hit, you're on you're on that Metroid stage, right? And you get hit in the background, we go in the background, right? If you if really flies by and you hit him at that moment, you will knock him as a character. I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. You're a fucking liar. Kids are so full of shit. Cause also. The screen was only bigger than there was like twelve characters. Uh, uh, characters like thir- a thirteen character. Well, that's that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, yeah. Don't bullshit me, kid. Like I, I saw through his garbage. <laughs> didn't believe him for a fucking second. And now we're losing the game. That I didn't know that for some reason. I didn't know that. That's great. I, I you know, it's like they announced Smash Brothers and they also announced Mario Party, Super Mario Party. And goddamn, dude, I'm getting to the point where I'm just like, I just I I'm gonna have to get one. Yeah, you know, like. Well, and also we can do you get a switch, bring the switch to my house, and we'll we'll touch them together like in that trailer. We'll just, we'll touch tips. Touch tips. I mean, Mike I, and Alex touching I, tips. That's a new podcast. <laughs> um, no, uh, I I don't really I don't want to play on a tiny screen though. So yeah, no. Here's the thing, man. I think by the end of this year, if I'm not like out on the streets, you know what I'm saying? Uh, if I'm still like healthily employed and all this other stuff. I think I'll probably get one. Hollywood living, everyone. Folks yeah. at home, that's Hollywood living. That's right. Um, yeah. buy, a, buy a bunch of apples, everybody, because one day you might not have money for those apples. They're going to go bad at one day, though. Well, sure. <laughs> put them in the freezer. I saw a put box them in the freezer. next to your house that was full of free lemons on the way here. The f- I was what? walking over your house, and there was a box in front of a house, and it said, free lemons. Wow. And I was like, I would take these free lemons if I didn't trust them. If but you I, did trust if them. If I did trust them, but I don't trust them. And they also look kind of bruised. Oh, okay. Well, you know what they say about lemons. When life gives you free lemons, ignore them. Yeah. Because I got better things to do. <laughs> limes. Well, they also actually... Lemons and limes. I should specify. Oh. They were also little limes. Again, kind of brown. What you got to do is you got to get soda water and make homemade Sprite. Why not <laughs> put a lime in a cup of soda water... And then put a bunch of gin in it, and you got you know, a nice G&T. Oh. And there you go. A nice okay. relaxing G&T for the summer. On a hot day. Those da- Summertime those, G&T. Those dog, dog days of summer. The dog days of summer. Give your dog a nice G&T. Yeah, give your dog alcohol. It'll be great. I heard somewhere that there's some place where the oceans or the waters are so polluted that animals are getting high on cocaine. What? Oh, wait, there's so, there's cocaine in the water? Yeah, like in Colombia or somewhere. Yeah. I'm sure that's probably me being terribly offensive, and I'm sorry. I'm sure it's not Colombia. Or maybe it is. Who knows? I didn't look it up. I'm sure somewhere in the world there's some beach where some golden retrievers licking water and getting high. Well, I think it was like dolphins or something getting high. Oh. Maybe, maybe I'm making that up. Again, I don't even fucking know because I didn't look into it. I'm spreading the false information. I'm playing into the system. I'm worse than Twitter. I mean, dolphins get high on seaweed. <laughs> Dolphins murder things for fun, for sport, like the Indominus Rex from Jurassic World. And like humans. <laughs> in general. Or the Predator. Or the Predator. It always comes back to the Predator. What is the name of the species of Predator? Predator. Oh, or yeah. Predator with an A, I guess. Tar- predator. 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 Uh, again, they should go back in time, hunt some dinosaurs or something. What, the Predators? Yeah, Predator. I would love if he... Okay, so Predator takes off the mask, and then it's his face, and then he takes off another mask, and then it's just Tom Bra- Brandon Gleason. Oh, yeah, Tom Cruise. It's just a human, though. How... Hey, you want to make a good Predator movie? Have that be the twist. 
It was a human the whole time, you guys. Who is playing the Predator in the new Predator movie? I don't know. It's probably some tall guy. I mean, Has I, guess, to be. I guess the Predator was never really like an important actor. Cause, no. Because there was that tall guy in the first one who was quite tall. Yes. But uh, unfortunately, he passed away after the second one. Oh, that's a bummer. Yeah, because he was too tall. Yeah. That sucks. Tall people have that. Mm-hmm. It's unfortunate. Hashtag tall people problems. What dying? Yeah, like dying, <laughs> or like you know how Peter Mayhew can't walk anymore. Oh yeah, that poor guy. He's in excruciating yeah. pain all the time because his knees were broken. Ugh, jeez. Yep. I mean, like he wasn't in episode eight, huh? No, it was Eunice yeah. something or other. Yeah. Uh, I think he was Chewbacca consultant in episode eight. Um, and every time I see that new Chewbacca, I'm like, man, you better be living up these days with you know, because one day your tall is gonna catch up with you. <laughs> Glory days. <laughs> just a montage of Chewbacca footage and just... Of him, like, being able to run. Glory days, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, everybody. I, I think uh, I think we've gotten that voyage... Those voyage shakes out, huh? The jitters, the shakes. Because of all the cocaine? Yeah. You know? Yeah. We're, we're flying... We're free... Fl- funky... Free flying. Flying right now. Um, flying high on that filmtastic voyage, Alex. Yeah. That's right. Like <laughs> airplanes. And if you like airplanes, why don't you let us know at filmtasticvoyage.com or filmtasticvoyage at gmail.com or filmtasticvoyage on Facebook. And if you want to look at what we think about movies before we're on the air, a little sneak peek, a little sneak preview, you can follow us on letterboxd.com. I am Batman Crothers. I am Mr. Kerosene. And we have all sorts of fun ratings. You can see all the things I do, and I do things out of four stars and not five because I'm weird and don't judge me. Hey, not a problem. Uh, I I write long, winded descriptions sometimes. They are so long winded. Yeah. Um, I'm get I'm getting my hair blown back about all this wind. <laughs> but join us seriously. I want to see what you guys think of movies too on yeah. Letterboxd. So That'd join us. Um, we are a part of a bigger uh, podcast network, the Lemmy Listen Podcast Network. <laughs> I don't understand why you're doing that. There's all kinds of Stop podcasts. It. <laughs> <laughs> you already did that thing the one time. <laughs> um, the, the, the Let Me Listen Podcast Network. There's all kinds of podcasts on this network, movie related and otherwise. Hey, do you have do you have a million hours to kill? <laughs> Check out literally the, a million <laughs> hours. Wow, that's quite a milestone. Check out the Let Me Listen Podcast Podcast Network. Let me Podcast Network. God damn. <laughs> It's on SoundCloud. It's on iTunes. Leave us some comments. Leave us some ratings, even if they're bad ratings. No, don't do that. Do I look like a man who gives a fuck? Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, tell your friends about us. We will uh, join us next time, every Wednesday, the Film Isaac Voyage. Thank you. Good night. So long. <laughs> <laughs>